Dave Hodges is as mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. I'd like to help you, but you look so mad. You're worried, but the tearing in my head looks too much and it's no good. I'm standing in a window trying to shout and take a roar, and I'd like to give you information. Asking for a good blood makes noise. So common. This is the Common Sense Show with Dave Hodges. Welcome to hour number three, and you are listening to the Common Sense Show, the show where we are freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we're going to need to free America from one evil despot at a time. On our hit parade of all-star guests. Man, are we knocking them dead or what? Hmm? Yeah, it's a good thing I have good guests. You wouldn't want to listen to three hours of me, but you want to listen to three hours of these guests. And the next one is Sheila Zelinsky. And Sheila is the weekend vigilante. And I love that name. That is so descriptive and powerful. I just absolutely love that name, the weekend vigilante. But anyway, she's written a new book. And we're going to have her come on and talk about it. And it's basically prayers for different situations. And it's something that I thought was time that we really, we talk about prayer. We talk about Jesus. We talk about spiritual warfare on this show. We talk about this a lot. But I don't think we've really had for a long time a real concentrated segment on the topic. And right now, prayer is our best weapon. That's part of Sheila's title. Sheila, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be on, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. And man, what a great idea. What what prompted you to write this book? Well, actually, I didn't want to write this book, but I was getting bombarded, Dave, by prayer requests, and it became pretty evident this book was needed. So a very good friend of mine who's a powerhouse minister out of Texas, she is a tough little cookie from the Lone Star State, Carla Butad and I, we saw the need for this because people are more stressed out, more afflicted, more oppressed, more depressed, Dave, than ever before. And I don't think there's, as you very astutely articulated, there has never been a time in history when prayer was more urgently needed, I believe. So that's really what prompted us to do the book. And not just that, when people would say, Sheila, would you mind praying? Or I'd get invited to a church and they would say, hey, that's amazing. Do you have that written down? And I said, no, I'm just praying from my heart. So a lot of people just do not know how to pray scripture-based prayers that are effective. But here's the thing that really solidified this, Dave. And I think this is a big tragedy, especially in the times we live where prophecy is on fire in the world today. I mean, we're in the deep, deep in the end of the end times. And it's vital for us to learn how to exercise our authority while praying. And that became very evident because it's important to note Prayer is when you're addressing God, and spiritual warfare is when you're addressing the enemy. You cannot leave out that part where you're addressing the enemy, and that's what people are not doing. And that was really vitally important for me to really stress in this book. We bring the two together because God already deals with this in the rod of authority that he gives us. But sadly, Dave, far too many people are living very much below their inheritance from Jesus Christ as believers. Now, if I said to your audience, you guys have an inheritance, I was a lawyer and phoned one of your audience members up and said, hey, you have an inheritance. Boy, they'd be at that lawyer's in a heartbeat, let's face it. 
We have an inheritance, but we are living far below what Jesus died to give us, Dave. Well, let's give an example. What could we be doing that we're not, that Jesus is probably scratching his head saying, come on, people, I did this for you. (laughs) Well, again, the power of prayer is astonishing. I mean, we're getting, look around, people. We're getting nailed with everything. We got a fourth degree coven witch running for president. Who would have ever thought that? Well, the Bible tells us I suffer the witch not to live. That means I don't permit the witch to live. So, for example, I've been coming against Hillary Clinton in my prayers, and we have the ability to bind and loose whatever's bound in heaven is bound on earth. The Bible tells us that. And people, sadly, this is Christian sitting in those, you know, the pews, because let's face it, today we have our feet up on the rail in these churches, listen to a PowerPoint, some, you know, Reader's Digest sermon, three hymns and a PowerPoint, and it's out of there. And these have become glorified social clubs with no power, Dave. That's what the church in the West has become. So what we did here is we took powerful Bible-based scriptures and we put them together for people to start really noticing a difference in their prayer life. We have an AM warfare prayer, for example. I don't get out of bed before I do my warfare prayer in the morning because the devil's modus operandus is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's not a cutesy phrase. That's what his modus operandus is. So I have a prayer for our nation, a prayer for the evil systems in America. We ought to be binding these devils that are up in high levels of power, such as one bathhouse berry. I coined that phrase and I stand by that Muslim in the White House. Well, we can come against these devils. And that's the thing that I don't see being done with Christians out there today. They might go to a church. They might occasionally read their Bible. But that's the other piece, Dave, is people are not reading their Bible and making the connection that this thing has power in it. And that's what really prompted us again to write this book because, you know, people were saying, well, I'm waiting on God. I say God is waiting on you people. That's what I say, Dave. A great saying. Well, when we when we try to bind the influence of Hillary Clinton, what are the kinds of things that you can say in a prayer that will produce results? Again, I believe that Hillary Clinton is a very evil person. A lot of people say, well, Sheila, that's so mean. Like, why are you saying that? I mean, you know, people do email me all the time and say, you know, we need to be praying for Hillary. No, Hillary is God's enemy. I don't feel compelled to pray for God's enemies, for one thing, Dave. In fact, Psalm 139 lays that out. We don't pray for God's enemies. We pray for our enemies. And when you look up the word enemy there in the New Testament, it actually would mean somebody that's, you know, for example, a family member that's, you know, taken it upon themselves to really be hammering you or calling you out on something. It's a very different word than God's enemy. Evil devils are God's enemy. So I have no, there's no compelling on my part at all to pray for people like Obama, Hillary. Now your listening audience may disagree, but I have scripture for it. So for example, I'll give you a very good example. So we often hear this, oh, you know, we should be praying for healing. But let's face it, Dave, people go to the, you know, everybody goes everywhere except for God. We go to our bank or our broker, our our grocery store. We go to all these places, but we don't go to God first. We we go to the doctor. Well, I think they just dropped off the word witch because it used to be witch doctor. And now these doctors just pump out the pharmacia, which is actually the word for sorcery and witchcraft. So I really believe that we're going everywhere except to God. And that is a problem. 
because people don't really, they kind of do believe, but they don't really. If it comes down to, oh, well, you know, I don't have any food and the economy's just crashed. Could people really, Dave, if they didn't say have a year's worth of food, could they believe that God could fly them in food like birds did with Elijah? I don't think people actually really believe that. You know, we like to sing these little songs like, oh, I'm going into the enemy's camp. But do we really actually go into the enemy's camp and take back what's ours? No, nobody's doing that. So that is why this book is the most timely book of all, because these are powerful prayers that work, but they're warfare prayers to come against Satan. We can bind, rebuke, and render Satan powerless, Dave. But who's even doing that in their prayers? Who's coming against the Trilateral Commission? Who's, you know, speaking neutralization to chemtrails? Who's praying over their food, binding GMOs? Nobody's doing this. So that is why this book really is very important, Dave. Wow. You, you, I feel like I just got run over the bulldozer of issues. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. But, okay, so we're in the moment of prayer. We've asked for the Lord's attention. I mean, how far can I go and stay in good taste with what I want him to do to Hillary? Well, again, that Hillary is a witch, and the wit- witches bring a death curse on themselves. The word tells us that. So the point is, again, she is God's enemy. So I have no, I, I just, I say every morning I suffer the witch not to live. When I started doing that, when my prayer group started doing that, she started manifesting the very week that we started praying that. I mean, call it a coincidence if you want. The believers in your audience, I'm sure they'll go, oh, brother, this sounds like witchcraft when you take authority over a prayer. But God says that he gives us dominion over all the earth. And I'm kind of a literal thinker. So when God tells me I have dominion over the earth, there is no reason in these high tornado, high hurricane areas like we just saw with Hurricane Matthew, we took authority over that hurricane. We can bind those winds and we can take authority. And so that's the thing is people will recognize evil. They'll recognize, oh, if a witch was, you know, saying they're going to take authority over something. I mean, they're doing that at CERN. The regenerate man is doing things all over this world, like opening portals. The Illuminati kingpins are doing it. So why is it that people recognize the evil dominion, but they don't recognize dominion when we use it? We are given power and authority over all the power of the enemy, Dave. That's what the word says. It doesn't say some power, only this amount of power. It says all the power of the enemy. So we have power over Hillary Clinton. That's a fact. But yet, who is really exercising their authority and taking authority over these people? Like, again, these Council of Foreign Relations clowns, the George Soros, we can bind and loose these people. So, And that's, again, why I think this is so powerful. We've got a lot of testimonies back from this book, and people are just stunned. For example, a lot of people have, have issues in their body, Dave. Well, we have a prayer for healing, but this is not just you know, some little cutesy prayer. This is actually Jesus Christ shed his blood at Calvary, every drop of blood, I might add, so that we could be set free from these afflictions. So why is it that people are suffering with all of these kinds of afflictions, cancers and other infirmities? And I believe that infirmities are spiritual things, Dave. And we saw all throughout the New Testament, Jesus, a third of his ministry was deliverance and healing. So he was binding devils in these people that were sick. Like, for example, Peter's mother that had the fever. He took authority over that fever. And guess what? He gives us that authority as well. That's, this is, uh, 
this is worth the price of admission here. I mean, we got to get some uh, anti-Hillary prayer teams going here. And do, do you know of any that really are taking advantage of these principles? Well, I think that a lot of people, what they're doing is they're kind of doing it privately, because let's face it, the Cotton Candy Church, I mean, they're you're just talking about planes, trains, and automobiles, so they're not really doing anything when it comes to exercising their authority, because guess what? They don't know how to do this. But here's the thing. You live in a state which is pretty pro-Second Amendment, and you look at people in Texas and some of the Southern Bible Belt, well, you know, they say this mantra, you just come and try and get our guns. Well, I'm a big gun advocate. I'm a huge Second Amendment person, Dave. But here's the thing. Our spiritual weapons are way more powerful. And this is what we've got to be using. In the physical, we're not going to put up with somebody kicking our door down and coming and beating our kids up and mopping the floor with us. No. But here's the thing. That's what we're doing in the spiritual realm. We're allowing Satan to run roughshod over us. And we have the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy. And I sound like a broken record because that's the thing. No one is doing it because guess what? They're not being taught. We're not being given these kind of tools. And that's what is so sad. And back to your question, I have a very small prayer group, but that it's always going to be a very slight, narrow amount of people, right? Even the word talks about a very small remnant. So do I know a big group doing this? No, I know a lot of people that have purchased the book, you know, said, hey, we're having these little prayer groups. I've really, really encouraged people to connect boots on the ground in different areas. And, you know, because we don't know now that the United Nations has taken over the internet, Dave, we don't know how long we have for these shows. So every day is kind of a gift to be able to get on the air as far as I'm concerned with this Stasi style censorship. So This is really one tool that I think every Christian needs to have is this book, Power Prayers, subtitled Warfare That Works. And go and get some like-minded people. If if you've left a church, it's a great opportunity to connect with people on the website as well. We have another feature going up where people can connect with other people in their areas for these prayer teams. So it's a really good question, Dave. They need to start, and they need to start yesterday. Let's take a moment here because uh, we're going to have people act on this right away. Sheila, tell people how they can get a copy of your book. Let's do that now and at the end. Uh, powerprayers.ca is the main website, and there's a link on there, of course, for the ebook, uh, as well as there's an Amazon link as well for the book. But a book like this, to me, is really important to get a physical copy. Again, anybody that's in ministry out there listening, anybody in frontline work, In fact, every Christian, every Bible-believing Christian person in your audience, Dave, really does need to be covering themselves in prayer daily. We need to be praying over our food. We need to be praying over our kids. Do you know the one, now, and I don't always agree that all these are not false flags, but do you know that a lot of times when some of these these so-called gunmen go in these schools, you know, do we really know if some people are killed? I think some people are killed in false flags, but there was one incident when the gunman, the lone gunman, walked by the first classroom and Carla and I said, we know that some mother is praying over their kid for them to walk by that. But we don't know when we're sitting in a mall or sitting in a movie theater, some wacko could come and bomb the place. So we need to be praying when we go out. And also, this is another thing people don't know this, Dave. Hebrews tells us that we have the power of angels at work for us. We can actually assign angels to be standing around us shoulder to shoulder, around our kids, around our 
communities around our houses, our possessions. This is a thing is not being taught in a church. We're not being taught anything about how to access angels. We're not being taught how to exercise our authority. And we're sure not being taught how to pray. So we really combine all of this into powerful scripture-based prayers. And then once you get used to and you kind of get it's kind of a familiarity because when I first started taking dominion over the weather, I stood out with my finger and I was binding these big, heavy clouds because these prognosticators don't mind saying, oh, there's a tornado coming. That's a weather prognosticator. So I just say I bind that word spoken curse. I come against the, you know, these rains, the torrential floor, flooding and all that. And so that's what I do. And I show people how to do this. And I'm telling you what. This is not some cutesy little book. This is warfare, and it works, Dave. It's a field manual for Christians, isn't it? Well, it's a field manual for powerful prayers, absolutely, which no Christian really should be without, because some people will say, well, I have the Bible. I don't need anything like this. Well, the thing is, though, the Bible is your absolute manual for living every day. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't, first of all, they don't know their Bible, They haven't read it front to back, and they certainly aren't reading it every day like they should be immersed in the Word, especially in the times we live. And that's the other piece, Dave, is this book is a real, it's a must-have because it teaches people how to take the Scripture and how to apply it to everyday situations. We have 40 prayers in the book. We kind of kept 40 because that's a biblical number. So we have prayer concerning uh, you're, okay, so for example, your morning prayer, prayer for the nation, prayer against evil systems, a prayer for your child, a prayer for school children that are going out. Even we have a prayer for a child being bullied. We have a prayer concerning healing, concerning weather, meals, air, water, food supply. There's a prayer for that. There's a prayer for travel. A lot of times we can, we actually can, you know, when you're flying or if you go into a hotel room, you can actually, like a lot of times, this is a fact what I do. And Some people go, oh, this sounds a little kooky, but I actually go into a hotel room and I command all evil spirits to get out in Jesus' name. I do, because God knows what's going on in your hotel room. So there's a prayer for that. There's a prayer over surgery. If you're going in for a surgery, there's a prayer concerning your possessions. I always like to do a cleansing prayer over my property because, you know, a lot of times you go into these, you know, secondhand stores and you bring stuff in your home And Dave, here's the thing that there's a lot of witches out there and they do curse things. In fact, we just found out a month ago, there's a very high level witch coven that is selling a big uh, essential oils. So it's important to learn how to break curses off that. Witches go around and and curse coins in the parking lot. So people will pick them up and not even realize this stuff is all cursed. Sometimes food, beverages, makeup products, hair products, your, your laundry detergent... So it's just really a very quick prayer to make sure that none of your possessions are cursed. And I think that's really important. Now, here's a big one that Hillary, of course, is a big proponent of Roe versus Wade. Do you know, Dave, that abortion, the shedding of innocent blood actually brings a death curse? So if there's women out there that have had an abortion, it's one thing to repent, but it brings with it a death curse. And they need to have that death curse broken off them And again, Jesus Christ's ministry was about casting out demons, preaching the gospel, raising the dead. These are things that we should be doing, Dave. So why is it crickets chirping in the church about casting demons out? That's a very good question. Could it have anything to do with tax exemption or is there another agenda? 
Well, I think the 501c3 is a big piece of, you know, you take the legislation, you take the, you take the mantra of what you're going to preach. You're not allowed to talk about homosexuality. You're not allowed to talk about certainly abortion. That's not politically correct. So, yeah, they've had a, a tremendous impact on what pastors can and cannot say, certainly. But here's the other piece. Why would the devil want people to know how to exercise their authority? That's the whole thing. We war in the spirit. We're not fighting flesh and blood. There is no political solution for a spiritual problem. No, I'm a Trump person. But here's the thing. I don't depend on Trump to reconcile everything. It's a spiritual issue. Dave, if you know how many abortions were being committed every day, and I love the fact that Donald Trump has now said on record that he is going to appoint Supreme Court justices to deal with this abortion issue, because that is like a temple of Baal, a temple of Moloch on every corner. Planned Parenthood is straight out of the pit of hell. So why are Christians not going to their Planned Parenthoods and shutting them down? We have the authority to do that. But this goes back to, you know, you don't just throw a soldier, just throw him a weapon and push him out into the field and say, good luck, have fun. You have to teach people how to do this. And that's what we do in this book. Wow, that's uh, it's exciting. You know, I want to just bounce a prayer study off of you. Actually, it's a series of prayer studies. Prayer healing from a distance. And they and I won't lay out all the particulars, but it was double-blind and randomly selected. And they would pray for, these people would pray over the first name and the health condition for people in a hospital in a different city. And then as a control group, they showed a hospital in the study uh, who had the same conditions. And they followed them for six months. And the people that got prayed for, and they didn't know they were being prayed for, and obviously the people not being prayed for had no idea they were even in the study. And the people praying only had the first name and the condition, and yet the survival rate for the group prayed for was far higher. Do you know about these kinds of studies? Well, yeah, there's actually quite a bit of study on just the power of even suggestion, right? But here's the thing that Bible-believing Christians need to know is there is no distance in the Spirit, that's what Jesus said to the centurion. He, the centurion asked him to come and, and, and do something because he had a very sick person on his hand. He said, hey, it's not necessary for you to come to my house. Just say the word. And Jesus Christ himself was stunned. And in fact, he said to the centurion, I haven't seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. What was Jesus so wowed about? He was wowed about the fact the centurion knew about authority. And so that's what Jesus was so surprised is that the centurion knew there's no distance in the spirit. And that's why prayer is so effective. I could pray for somebody just in your audience who might have, you know, let's say cancer, and we can bind the spirit of infirmity, bind whatever that that issue is. And that's actually what we teach people how to do in the book is we teach people how to take authority over these kinds of infirmities that often are spiritual problems. And if you say, well, okay, so are you saying, Sheila, that cancer is a spiritual thing? A lot of times, yes, I am, because we come in with a boatload of generational curses. And it goes back 10 generations. It's some of them can go back to Adam and Eve, if you look in Deuteronomy. So we teach people how to break these generational curses off themselves. A lot of people say, well, my grandpa had a drinking problem. My dad's a drunk and I'm an alcoholic. Well, obviously, when you go into the doctor and you hand he hands you a clipboard Hey, do you guys have, you know, pick your illness, diabetes, do you have other illnesses in your family line? Well, even doctors know generationally there's issues. So 
We teach people how to get set free from generational curses. Now, it's one thing to be a saved, born-again Christian, but just because you're a born-again Christian doesn't mean that absolutely right then and there those curses get dealt with. You have to appropriate them, Dave. What do you mean by appropriate them? Well, when you become a born-again Christian saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't instantly get free of all curses right then and there. You get saved, but you have to appropriate what Jesus did at the cross. That means you have to take authority. You have to bind and loose these kind of afflictions. For example, if somebody has a, as I talk about in the book, the generational curse, you know, there's actually a prayer that can set you free from generational curses. So again, also when people have a lot of different relationships, they can also form evil soul ties. You can picture like a invisible line that connects you and your DNA becomes a part of someone else's DNA. When you have, for example, sexual intercourse outside of marriage, I don't care if you had 29 partners back in your young years and suddenly now you're married, you've been married 10 years and, you know, everything's great. Now you're born again Christian, but you still have to sever those evil soul ties. And a lot of people out there are just plagued with different kinds of afflictions and they feel like they're going around and around the same mountain. They can't break free from things. And I believe this is curses. Why do I believe that? Well, and first of all, for those of you saying, well, I don't believe in curses. Well, would you call it a blessing? I teach people how to take authority and get rid of these curses by by the prayers in it. We have the ability to do self-deliverance and get free from all this stuff that plagues people. And I've seen so many testimonies, Dave, that I don't even question it anymore. And again, doing deliverance the last six years in my ministry, I've seen some pretty amazing things and a pretty awesome people getting delivered from lifelong afflictions. And it's, it's amazing to see that. And so there's never been a time in history where we need to learn how to make these powerful prayers work for us, Dave. Well, if you carry this out to its logical extreme, it won't be long to, until Christianity is outlawed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're already seeing that, right? We're seeing libraries get rid of certain versions of the Bible. We're seeing bookstores getting rid of the original King James Bible. We're seeing a lot of that layer after layer. We're getting bombarded here with anti-Christian rhetoric as well. Because guess what, Dave? Christians are, you know, what are they? The basket of deplorables. They're uh, they're not redeemable anyway. And we're just a bunch of xenophobic, I, Islam, what is it? Islamophobic, uh, homophobic, racial bigots and terrorists for the most part. So yeah, it's it's coming. And the Bible tells us this stuff, though. Here's the thing. You know, we're living in unprecedented times, but the Bible also tells us what's going to happen in the last days. And so this isn't a bit shouldn't come as a big surprise to us, really, because we're entering into the the one world order, the Antichrist system. And so, again, you know, but what are we doing? People can look that up in James 516. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That is a very important scripture because it works. So to the newbie Christians, where would you recommend they start? Because they can't do all the prayers at once. That would be overwhelming. What, what do you think are things that get us through the day? Number one, prayer. being in the Word is number one. I think that new Christians should be taking a day a week to fast. Pick a day, Wednesdays, and fast. Fasting and praying is huge. In fact, fasting, a lot of people make excuses. Well, no, it 
drops my blood pressure. I can't have the blood sugar drop. No, actually, there's a supernatural thing that happens with fasting. So fasting is huge. Praying is huge. And being in your word daily is really huge as well, Dave, I think. Okay, that's good advice. Now, how? here's what really I'm baffled by. With all this knowledge out there that exists about prayer and the power of prayer, and we know that we can win this spiritual war, why aren't people from the Trump campaign flocking to people like you to make a difference? Isn't that the million-dollar question? <laughs> well, and of course, we do see some forums where there's been some evangelicals praying over Trump. But to tell you the truth, I've never seen anybody pray these kind of prayers. And once people learn how to do it, they'll have the, I guess, the boldness to step forth and kind of make their own. I mean, we're not going to address every single prayer in this book. But I'll tell you what, once you start doing these prayers, you're going to have you're just going to be so amazed at when you start exercising your authority. So it's a good question. Why aren't people taking their authority and praying powerfully over Trump? I think there are people that are telling me, you know, Sheila, I'm really praying for Trump to get in. God help us if this witch Hillary gets in. And I say to people, no, God already helped us have the authority not to let certain things happen. And again, it comes down to binding and loosing. Well, who knows anything about that? I also do a little chapter in this book talking specifically about, do I have to know the name, for example, of a spirit to cast it out? So for example, I'm going to give somebody just a really practical example. If your mate has a spirit of anger, this is just an example, you can bind that spirit of anger. You don't have to do this to their face. You could go to another area, but you can not only bind the spirit, but you can command it to get out in Jesus' name. You can actually loose the spirit of peace into that situation and you'll have the opposite effect to what was happening. So for example, say you have a really rebellious child. At night when that child is sleeping, you can go to their room. It doesn't have to be so that they can hear you, but they can say, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of rebellion and command it to get out in Jesus' name. That's as simple as it is. These are proven effective prayers to bind evil and negative traits in other people. So if you have a spouse that's driving you nuts, you can actually bind those spirits. A lot of these behavior traits that people think are just, oh, that person's having a mood swing. They're, they're obviously angry. They're depressed. They're this, they're that. They have mental torment. A lot of those are spirits, Dave, that we have the ability to bind and loosen. Again, it's one of the most neglected powers that God gave us. And it's not complicated. Read Matthew 6, 16, 19, I believe it's there. You just say, I take authority over the spirits. You insert the, the behavior there in whatever person, insert the name of the person. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. That is a powerful, there is no other more powerful name. Demons don't go in the name of Allah, Buddha, nothing. They only go in the name of Jesus Christ. And yet Christians are not doing this because they're not being taught how to do it. Do you think it's possible to build a spiritual fence around ourselves to where the evildoers like Hillary Clinton can't have an effect on us? Absolutely. In fact, you can just exercise the power by, again, binding every evil spirit, even from those in the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of even light. There's now charismatic witchcraft in churches, Dave. They've let the kundalini spirit in. There's all sorts of weird, bizarre things going on in churches, grave sucking, just really bizarre things where there's feathers and dust and 
people barking like dogs and chickens. I mean, people are so desperate for the Holy Spirit that they'll allow any spiritual manifestation. And that is not right because the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He doesn't do weird, non-biblical things. So yeah, you can send out the warring angels to scramble the plans and the assignments the enemy has for you. You can assign mighty angels. You can ask God to give you keen discernment and wisdom that you might be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You can cover yourself with the blood of Jesus Christ. You can break the power of every word spoken curse. It's, I mean, there's amazing things that the Bible shows us that we can do. And, you know, years and years ago, I'll give your listeners an example. I was just at a hideously disgusting point in my life. I just, I couldn't understand why I was going around the same mountain. I was having just tremendous problems, financial issues, relationship issues. It was just one thing after the other. My kids were not saved. It was just so tremendously incredible. The, the just, I was on the verge of suicide and that suicide, actually death was a big curse in my family lineage. We had a lot of strong spirits of death. And so I was actually contemplating suicide one night. This was back around the year 2001. And honestly, I don't know how I made that through it that night, Dave. But here's the thing. I had tormenting spirits that were really coming against me. So I remember crying out to God, crying out to God, why aren't you doing something about this? Why won't you do something about this? And God stopped me and he goes, why aren't you? And I went, huh? What do you mean by that? And he said, go to Exodus. And I went to the Bible. I got a description. I saw that God had given Moses the rod of authority. And that's a thing that God showed me in the next months to follow is God gave us the authority to deal with this stuff. So why are we crying out to God to do stuff that we as Christian believers have the authority to do it already? The rod of authority. And that's the biggest thing that I am sounding like a broken record on, Dave, is we have the ability to do something. God didn't say that he would move our mountain. He said that he gives us the ability to move mountains through our faith, through our prayers. And this is a key point that again, is not being taught in the churches. So we're going around to any church that will invite us to talk about these things. Because again, in the, you know, Lakewood lucre and all this, uh, this cotton candy, comatose, kumbaya folks out there in the churches, all they're talking about is prosperity. And they're not really, they're certainly not the New Testament church that we see the Great Commission and pattern that we're already given. So that really concerns me a lot, Dave. Concerns me too. Allow me a digression because I'm going to bring it full circle back to you. Years and years and years ago, probably decades, I was driving through the desert from Arizona to Colorado, and it's in the middle of the night. And I listened to the masterful Art Bell. I think I, I mean, I don't think anyone ever ran a radio show the way that Art Bell did. And at the time, there was a unbelievably devastating drought going on in East Texas, and Art was concerned. And he didn't use Christian prayer, but what he did do was use collective consciousness. And he asked people to focus. There was a minute of silence on the radio, some driving down the road. And I happened to catch sometime later the fact that after he did that, it scared the heck out of him because they didn't just get rain, they got torrential rain. And he was really afraid of loosening the power again. But I think he tapped into the moving mountains power, uh, but it wasn't Christian directed. Now, bringing this back full circle, could we do right now a prayer 
to bind Hillary Clinton to keep her out of the White House so she won't devastate our country and our lives? Yes, we can. And also, I just want to touch on that Art Bell comment, though. This term, collective consciousness, sadly, that is a new age word. But I'll tell you what the difference is here for us. This is the difference. Sadly, and, and remember this, I'll preface this by saying Satan's never had an original thought or creation in his life. So what does he do? He hijacks all God's stuff. So what happened is Satan has hijacked in the new age a lot of things that are authority, if you know what I mean. I mean, collectively, when we're praying, that's powerful. It's just really sad. And that a whole other show about how new age has been infiltrated into the church. But here's the thing. Yes, we can. We definitely can bind Hillary Clinton. Again, like I said at the beginning, what does the word say? I suffer the witch not to live. And if people go, well, Sheila, you can't pray like that. Well, here's the deal, folks. I'm pretty tight with Jesus. And I'm pretty sure that if I wasn't supposed to be praying a certain way that God would let me know. It's just like this whole Yeshua crowd. I did a quite a few shows on that. You know what? I just say the name of Jesus. I'm not saying Yeshua, Yeshua, all this, this stuff out there, because guess what? Again, I'm pretty tight with Jesus, and I'm pretty sure if I was saying his name wrong, he would let me know. But that's the other thing, is we've got all this crazy stuff being woven into doctrines of devils, I guess you could say, Dave. And that's why it's really important to really focus on biblical truth, not all this other stuff that's coming in like the Mandela effect. And it's like I heard on Sid Roth, he said, so what you're saying, Gary, is if we say it in Hebrew then that's the ticket. I thought, well, duh, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. So, I mean, you've got these crazy doctrines out there that are really, really very dangerous, Dave. And so, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Yes, we can. Well, I'm glad you brought that clarity. And you know know what makes sense to me now is I think Art's intentions were good, but if he was tapping into the phony imitation of Christian power run by Satan— That explains why they had devastating consequences using the power. Well, you know what really is frustrating, Dave, is if you and I were being, say, watched and groomed to be a witch, and they wanted us to be part of a witch coven, they have no problem bringing us in and showing us our dominion and our power. They'll do it the first day they'll show you your powers. So why aren't we as believers, why isn't the church showing Christian believers our power and authority since we have power over all the power of the enemy. That is the frustrating thing to me. I agree. It's frustrating to all of us. It's frustrating. Well, let me back up. I'm going to share this with you. I just had a friend, dear, dear friend, ex-NSA guy, famous NSA guy, Gulf Breeze 6 guy, Vance Davis. He was uh, here in town in Phoenix, and uh, we talked a number of times on the phone, got together for dinner, and uh, what he had told me 23 years ago at the genesis of our friendship, he said that in his NSA training, and I think you'll find this really interesting, he said, we were trained uh, in PSYOPs, but we even went further. He said that there's been a war going on out in the cosmos forever, and the other side, the bad guys, want to get a hold of the human soul, but they haven't been able to do it, so instead what they do is they try to morph human beings since so they can't get to the soul. And this is before even anyone ever heard of the word transhumanism, and he was describing it 23 years ago. So I, I thought you'd find that story to be a little interesting. Has there been a war in your mind going on in the cosmos that predates 
human history. Yeah, when Satan fell from, he was cast out with a third of the angels, mm -hmm. the fallen angels. I think that that's the whole issue, as you see in the transhumanism movement. Of course, we have these cast of characters that are very interested in our DNA, our blood. You know, you look back throughout the history at what they did, even with the double helix, Dave. H.G. Wells, Brave New World. We've heard about this for years. They want a scientific dictatorship, and that's where we're headed with all this. It's in this new world order, this very ancient one world system that's, you know, the Bible talks about what's coming. I mean, just look around. Even a person that's not a believer should think, hmm, cashless society, all the evil that's permeating throughout the earth. I mean, people, I, I can't believe there's any, you'd have to be dumb, blind and stupid, Dave, not to realize the Bible's true. I would agree with that statement. Dumb, blind, and stupid. But, you know, cognitive dissonance, Sheila, is dumb, blind, and stupid. Well, cognitive dissonance is a huge part of it. The predictive programming. You know, everybody's so busy watching The Walking Dead. I think the season premiere is on tonight. Well, that's what we have as people. We have a bunch of walking dead, zombie-fied, apocalyptic, nightmarish, mindless minions walking around that just are not getting it, Dave. And, I mean, I think that... When Christians are not doing something about that, to me, that's a slap in the face to Jesus Christ. That's a slap in the face to what Jesus did. Because here's the thing, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not supposed to be anxious for anything. God says, in fact, in the word that, hey, well, I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying, hey, if you're anxious right now and you're worried and you're stressed, you're trespassing on my ground there, bub. So that's the thing. Seek ye first the kingdom and all these other things will be added unto you. Well, here's the thing. People never stop and think about the fact that all these things, Dave, your employer, your employment, a relationship, whatever things you are seeking, those will be added unto you when you seek God first. Well, what does that even mean? I believe when you really press into God and you're on your knees, I mean, people's face ought to be buried in the carpet until November 8th. I'll tell you that much because we have so much power and yet people are just you know emailing me oh my god Sheila what are we going to do it's what are we going to do when Hillary gets in and you know it goes on and on to the point our people are making plans to go to Canada they're fleeing the country I say guys it starts on your knees Dave I mean this with all my heart tonight well I think we need to bind Hillary so she can't assume the White House would you do us the honor <laughs> well, I certainly will. I think uh, I just ask that all your all your listeners would bow their head and and I will pray. And I think the other just I want to let people know, though, Dave, this is really important for people to be. This isn't a one and done prayer, just so you know. I think that's just the, the key I would tell people. It's not a one and done, right? No, I hope not. It, well, I hope not. Right every day through November 8th <laughs> and then after November 8th, because who knows what she'll poll to try to steal the election then but yeah let's go ahead let's um uh, let's have that prayer and i would ask our listening audience uh most of them conservative christian that's what our demographics tells us that uh we participate in this prayer the way that christians do amen bow your head everyone father you say in your word that when we come together when we ask anything where there's two or more that you're in the midst of our prayer so father tonight on this show i pray for your will for this nation, and if possible, I ask for restoration of this nation. 
You say that the people now are robbed and spoiled. It says that in the word in Isaiah 42 too. Lord, I ask you, I ask you to deliver and restore this country, this country that was founded on your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bind the strong men over this nation and the spirits of political and spiritual blindness. I bind the strong men over each individual state, territory, and land occupied by the United States of America. And even your country, folks, you can just put yours in there in your mind. I come against the violence and destruction in our nation. I bind the strong men over terroristic groups and war, rumors of war right now, the war with Russia. I bind and break the power, the spirit of the prince of the power, the air that works in the children of disobedience, Father. According to Ephesians 2.2, 2, I bind the spirit of murder, suicide, death, and destruction. We forbid them to operate. We speak confusion to the enemy's camp tonight. We bind and break their communication lines and send out the mighty warring angels to scramble and cancel the enemy's plans. And that means anybody that gets into office that has treacherous plans for this nation even in the old testament the enemy turned on itself and left none standing that's what we pray in fact we suffer the witch not to live we bind hillary clinton from getting into office we pray for your supernatural favor on donald trump that he would stand on his word to father that he is going to do some things in this country turn it back to be when it was really a nation under god father i cover the listeners tonight with the blood of jesus christ and i call on mighty angels to surround each and every listener. Father, do a mighty work in each of the listeners' life. Show them how to get prepared your way, not our will, but your will be done. And that's what I pray, that your will be done in each life and in this nation across the West. And I pray that even for everyone listening out there tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. There was some powerful imagery there, Sheila. I have to tell you, there was when you said the angels, I just I, I had a real reaction to that and felt the presence. I mean, I have to tell you that I had a real visceral reaction when you were praying. Amen. There was well. strength in those words. Yeah, there was really strength in those words. Well, since since we got a little momentum from the prayer here, let's tell people how they get the book because you know we there is 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 there an electronic copy available or what what do you recommend? Yeah, it's actually available in both hardback. It's available in ebook. I think it's out on Kindle. Again, they just have to go to powerprayers.ca and get this book. And I'll tell you what, there has never again, Dave, been a time where people need this isn't just a tool. Like, you know, sometimes we get little things that are kind of a benefit. This is, I believe this is imperative for people to get. And if people are out there tonight, Dave, and they're not a born-again saved believer through receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, that's number one. Because really, this book isn't going to do anybody good if they're not a born-again believer. So repentance is huge tonight, guys. Turning from your sin. If you're not where you need to be with God and you've been backsliding, get right with God tonight. Don't run from God. Run to Him tonight. Surrender your life Seek the endowment of the power of the Holy Spirit. We all have the ability to do that. I think that is so crucial in this very end days here that we're living in unprecedented times, Dave. So we really need to be doing this. And I pray for each one of your listeners that God would really move in their life. I really do pray that. That's really powerful. That truly is. I think you're probably going to get a lot of electronic requests because the time is short before the election. But uh, uh, maybe people will get both. So how's the book doing? Are, are you doing any appearances? Are you appearing on shows? I mean, 
give us an idea because this needs to go far and wide. Yeah, we've actually been on a few shows. You know, we'll just see what God does. I believe God's going to do some awesome things with this book. And I just wanted to very quickly, Dave, tell your listeners, I'm just going to throw this out there. The first three people that email me tonight, I will give them a free copy. I'll send that out first thing priority mail tomorrow. The first three people that email me, you can just simply go to weekendvigilante.com. And by the way, people go, oh, Weekend Vigilante. Listen, Jesus would have been considered a vigilante. I think he'd get kicked out of most churches today, but that's a whole other show. (laughs) But if people want to just go to the contact page there and shoot me a quick email, hey, I heard you on Dave's show. First three, I'll send you the book. That's uh, really powerful stuff. Sheila, I'm so glad we're able to have you on, particularly the timing could not be better, given the crisis that our nation is currently in. And uh, let's hope that... uh, like Art Bell, but with a better result at the end. Um, let's hope that this, uh, what we just did, let's hope it goes viral and gets repeated over and over and over, like a message in a bottle circling the planet. Because, see, the Trump movement is not just an American phenomena. People are waking up to their innate need to be free all over the planet. And I think Trump has stirred something in the Europeans in particular. And I'm hoping that this catches fire worldwide because knowing Jesus sets you free. And that's an old saying, but you want freedom, you got to first know Jesus. And right now, I think what we are suffering from is a lack of knowing Jesus, which is why we're enslaved. Absolutely true. You're right. It's imperative that people know Jesus Christ. And that's the thing, you know, with this ecumenical movement and the Pope off there with his little kumbaya, coexist, ecumenical, everybody join hands, sing kumbaya, you know, just coexist, get along, tolerate. No, Jesus Christ is the only way. And Oprah might have another view on that, but I'll tell you what, I call Oprah out all the time on my show, Dave. There's one way. Oh, really? To- oh, yeah. She she won't debate me. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've invited her to debate? The Church of Oprah tells people there's many ways to God. No, the Bible said there's one way, Jesus Christ. Wow. It's good stuff. Great stuff. And Sheila, thanks so much for coming on our show. I really appreciate it. And best of luck with the book. And um, we'll do our best to promote it on this end. And uh, we're going to have you back as circumstances warrant. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure. And I just would encourage people, when they do go to powerprayers.ca, I'd love you to read the testimonies. That was really the part that I've been really waiting for, Dave, is the powerful testimonies of these prayers after people started praying them. Well, I could have put a probably several hundred, but we just focused on taking about a dozen that were similar overtones. And that's really exciting just to have these powerful testimonies. Folks, you send me your testimony once you get this book, because I want to hear from you. That's great. Thanks, Sheila. We'll talk to you soon. God bless, Dave. And God bless your audience. 